everybody. Welcome to Licked and Loaded and Happy New Year's Eve to all of you listening and tuning in. It's not like you had any other plans anyways, right? So we're going to spend it together. Uh, New Year's Eve is obviously a classic opportunity to reflect on the year that we had, the changes and improvements we want to make to our life. And I put out an Ask Me Anything on Instagram to see what your New Year's and resolution-themed questions would bring. And so today, we're going to go through all of them. So uh, you can know exactly where my mind is at heading into this new year of 2020. First one, <clears throat> pick three words your closest friends would use to describe you this past year. Uh, I was very vocal about how desperate I felt this year. So desperate is one of them. Uh, frantic, for sure. I have a hard time slowing down for anything. And this year, my life came to such a complete halt, as I know so many of yours did as well. If you're someone that travels a lot for work, this was the year that you were just grounded and you weren't packing your bags for anything. I was having all kinds of anxiety about not packing a bag and flying to somewhere around the world to do some back-to-back -back jobs. Like when I travel for work, it's usually to accomplish 27 uh, productions in a weekend. So not having that this year left me feeling so frantic. So definitely desperate, definitely frantic, and to cap it all off, whiny as hell. I cannot tell you how many phone calls I made, how many texts I sent just whining to my closest friends. And uh, I apologize to all of you, but uh, it was therapeutic. So thank you for letting me just unload every hour of the day as I did. Uh, it helped. And uh, maybe some of you relate to that as well and don't want to dig through your past history of, of uh, text messaging this year. I'm going to be deleting a lot of it. Let's just say that much. Okay, next up, uh, ooh, what relationship most supported your growth this year? It feels like there was like no growth at all in some ways because everything was just so still and halted and paralyzed in a way, but I did a lot of internal work this year, personal growth. Uh, I think you all remember the episode with my sister, right? We had my sister on the show, and uh, that is just a beautiful little trophy piece of the amazing year that she and I had together because I must have called my sister five times a day during 2020, and she didn't answer all of them. She avoided a lot of them, but we spoke pretty much every day, multiple times, and it uh, it was interesting to kind of put the competitive side, the, the competitive dynamic that we have as twins to push that aside and really connect with each other on that human I need you level. And uh, I would say she's the biggest uh, supporter of personal growth. That relationship was the one that really got me through this. I mean, she's just got such a good head on her shoulders. It's awfully inspiring. You know, here I am focused on Instagram followers and 
uh, social media reminders that I'm doing well. And really, I, I, I got the most growth and the most support and love from that relationship with her. So if you haven't connected with uh, some of those people in your life, whether it's family or close friends, and you haven't broken down and been a complete vulnerable mess, I highly recommend it. Incredible things can happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, I hope that you're all sipping a, a lovely champagne or something while this is going on. Please take some time to uh, spoil yourself as much as you possibly can. That's what this year is for. It's been uh, an indulgent one for my vices, I can say that much, and which is part of like a resolution for me. I'm not the kind of person that likes to make the harshest, strictest re resolutions for myself because you get all this pressure that just mounts onto you and it becomes such a heavy load to drag yourself into the next year with. Um, I, I find that that's, it doesn't work for me and I can't stick to them anyways. I know that I need to be more careful with my schedule this year. I used to write in an actual agenda uh, because I, I, I love the act of writing something down, making lists. This is something that keeps me sane. And halfway through 2020, I just, there was no more list making. There was no more planning. I was convinced the, the decrease of plans would all be able to be contained in my mind. And I wouldn't need uh, any log to refer to, to say, what the hell am I doing today? So I need to get back into properly scheduling myself because this year I let go of so much of that dependability that I'm known for, you know, you can always expect Laura to be on time and to be ready. And, and I, I pushed a lot of things around saying I need a couple more hours or not today. So I definitely want to clean up my act when it comes to scheduling myself this year. But uh, resolution wise, when you go into, you know, the physical expectations you have for yourself as you get older, and less functions, and that includes brain functions, less functions are as uh, springing to action. I know that I wanna try and do a completely sober year. It's a scary thought. It's looming over me, just taunting me, saying you're not gonna be able to do this, but I was pretty sober through 2020. A lot of my indulgence into things like a night of drinking or, you know, getting super stoned or anything else recreational, it's usually tied to social settings. And uh, I didn't have a lot of socializing and social opportunities this year. So I kind of sat with my sober brain for a lot of it. And it was weird. There was, like I said before, desperations and anxieties, and I found myself actually going to my doctor uh, right near the end of 2020 in December, very recently, saying, I'm having intense panic attacks. And it's not like there was anything in particular causing them. It was this lull and this dragging my feet around with the unpredictability of, is it ever going to go back to normal? that was kind of brewing in my body as like a physical panic, the tightening of the chest, the uh, increased and very palpable heart rate that throbs through your body. There was a lot of that. 
nightmares, all the shit that you try to avoid and that distraction of like work and socializing usually helps with, none of that was there. So I actually went to my doctor and I said, I'm having these freak panic attacks. What can I do? And uh, I believe I've mentioned to all of you before my, my pride and my comfort in sharing that I am one of those people that is on an antidepressant. I'm on uh, an antidepressant daily dose that keeps me wonderfully set in a forward motion and helps me, you know, keep an outlook that's positive and motivated. And when I went to my doctor, he fully increased it. So, you know, it's a bit of a, a heartbreak that I'm leaning onto the, the medical world for support right now and the pharmaceutical world. But you know what? It has been helping and I don't think it's a forever thing, but it was a 2020 thing. And I'm, I'm at the moment feeling better going into 2021. So thank you to my doctor. Okay, moving on. How do you plan on setting the tone for the year? How do I plan on setting the tone for the, well, sobriety is a big one. Keeping your mind kind of eye on the prize thing. How do I plan on setting the tone? Being a lot more patient with myself. Um, how do I plan on setting the tone? Let's just say listening to some really good music and freeform dancing to it. Have you done that this year? Have you done enough of it? This morning, I turned on Madonna's Immaculate Collection, and uh, I, I wasn't doing it for, you know, a, a cam show or anything. I just felt like moving, and it felt incredible. So I'll set the tone by having some sporadic and spastastic dance parties. That's how I'm going to set the tone, because all kinds of discoveries are made when you just let your body loose and you're moving around to a good song. I find that all kinds of, you know, new connections are made. I, I really believe that in your brain and in your body. You find a new way to express yourself. When you let go of the composure that you think you need to have, your body moves in new ways and it triggers new departments in your head. So freeform dancing is how I'm going to set the tone. A lot of it. Uh, I'll try and make some videos of it too. Um, I also plan on, how do you plan on setting the tone and what are your goals? We kind of covered that, but uh, one of the things I want to do is become uh, less of an egomaniac. This year, this 2020 business, how many of us were just attached to our phones nonstop? I was. I was glued to my phone and glued to uh, my social media platforms. So I want to be doing less of that and trying to let it equate to my own self-worth. I hope that that's something I can accomplish because I realize how much of a, a stress it is and how impossible the expectations for yourself become when you're just waiting to see your follower count grow and waiting to see the likes and comments and, oh my God, reactions to your captions come in. It's, it's a little ridiculous. There were some moments in 2020 where... I was genuinely concerned about my ability to hold a conversation with another person. Thank God for doing this podcast because it forced me to talk to other people. And uh, I was becoming very, very self-absorbed, very obsessed with monitoring every element of how uh, people react to me. And that's ridiculous. I mean, 
where on earth am I going to develop as a human if all you are doing is sitting and focusing on what the reactions of other people are to you? So one of the things I definitely want to do is, um, <clears throat> is, is let go of some of that ego a little bit, not rely on it, not feed it, not pay so much attention to it. I was watching, um, this morning I was watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt's TED Talk, and he talks about uh, paying attention and uh, less about getting attention, more about paying attention. And I thought it was a great, fantastic TED Talk that really kind of uh, set everything up for me in regards to the changes I wanna make and some of the hard truths about how I've been relating to myself and relying on social media so heavily. So I'm not saying don't follow me and throw me some likes, but I am saying I'm gonna be working on paying more attention to the present moments that I'm in, the conversations that I'm having. I think it's gonna make a massive change for me. Okay, uh, next question. Ooh. Do you reset at the top of a new year or is it just any other new day? Again, um, I try not to pressure myself too much, but time is unstoppable. And so every time I see a year tick by, there is like this weird heartbreak I get because so much time has passed. I don't know if it's this thing that happens when you hit your thirties, but you realize like how much time is behind you and it just keeps going. And for so much of my young adult life, I just wanted to become an adult. I was like, when am I gonna be an adult? When am I gonna be able to have the control of being an adult and that independence and holy shit, I'm here. You know, like I'm finally here. So yeah, I, I, I experience a heartbreak, uh, a minor one every year that a new number ticks on to the end of, of our date, you know? So 2021, uh, I don't think of it as a full reset, but a part of me does enjoy saying, hey, clean slate, clean slate. I don't want to fill it with a to-do list uh, that's impossible, but the clean slate idea, yeah, that does feel pretty good. You know, I'm upset that things like my aeroplan, uh, aeroplan points don't roll over and, you know, shit like that. That doesn't really matter. You know, you only have a year to collect them and reach a certain number. I mean, I certainly didn't do it this year. I don't think anybody did. Uh, but I, 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 I do like the idea of it being a marker in time that we're resetting and we're moving forward. I don't use it as an opportunity to pressure myself, however. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, see, these are the kind of questions I love. Tell us your wildest New Year's Eve story. Well, as you can see, I will find a reason to get all dressed up and celebrate New Year's Eve, regardless of the settings of the world. I love New Year's Eve for events. Uh, there's this very emotional roller coaster that you, you step into on the evening of New Year's Eve. I'm a highly like emotional and yes, sensitive person. And you know what, I have a full spectrum of emotion and I love it. Um, but one of the things I find about New Year's Eve is that you go into it with all the excitement thinking, oh my gosh, let's put an end to this year or let's, you know, have a big reflective hurrah and put our arms around the people that were there for us this year and have a wild party and laugh and, and let all of that 
thrill and the champagne run through us. Um, but, but then, you know, the countdown happens. And who doesn't love, who does not love that moment of looking for that kiss? I mean, I'm usually working on New Year's Eve's as a uh, burlesque stage performance artist. I'm used to working on New Year's Eve. There's always a nightclub. There's always a corporate event. There's always a bar that wants to have this kind of element, uh, you know, a, a strip teasing uh, gorgeous woman. And so I, of the last 10 years or so, that's all I've done for New Year's Eve is I've gone out and uh, been a part of these wonderful big events. And like I said, I love it. And when that countdown happens, that kind of panic and flutter in your chest thinking, oh my God, who's going to get the kiss? I love that. And it's always a great chance to, you know, kiss the person next to you who you will never share any words with ever again. Uh, because I, I very rarely have been out with a significant other or a, a specific date during New Year's Eve. That's just... It's not a it's not a reality in my world because of performing and and being out on stages. So, I love that moment. I love how dramatic it is. And uh, ever since I saw when Harry met Sally, I love Old Lang Syne. When Old Lang Syne plays, I always always cry. And I need the traditional version of it. I don't need an Old Lang Syne remix. I've been in a couple nightclubs before where they have like a, a dance beat behind it. And I get really offended by that. Just play the fucking traditional track. Uh, I love Old Lang Syne because like any, any uh, anger, frustration, or like hate that I'm harboring, whether it's for an experience that happened that year or uh, an interaction with somebody, I find that you release it. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you feel that way too, but I, I love when that song plays. It's like my heart swells and I suddenly have love for every single person in the room. You know, even if my worst enemy was standing across the bar and that track comes on, I want to go up to them and apologize. It's just a weird like Pavlovian reaction I have to that song. So I'll always, I'll always adore that moment of my New Year's Eve's. But you were asking, oh my God, talk about sidetrack. You were asking about wildest New Year's Eve story. So uh, most years, like I said, I've got a history of performing for New Year's Eve and being in events that aren't mine. But last year, this was a great one. I happened to be in New York City with my twin sister uh, celebrating New Year's Eve. She actually had to work that night, but we were at a dinner with a couple very... Uh, high profile friends of hers and now friends of ours. I'm just gonna say there were some Academy Awards on a shelf in the room we were eating dinner in, okay? So yes, I got to hold an Academy Award. I actually got to hold two of them, which uh, if you know me, that was a life achievement, a life accomplishment unlocked. And yes, they are heavier than you would ever expect. They are shinier than you could ever imagine. And there's a power and a magic to them. So if, in my Instagram, you can actually see me holding them. I was holding two Oscars last New Year's Eve. But we go to this dinner and everyone's got these incredible stories that they're sharing. I mean, these were people that are very much in the entertainment business. So you're hearing these incredible stories on set and you know, uh, uh, responses to moments that happened in entertainment over the year. This is the shit I get off to. Uh, dinner wraps up and one of our guests is actually uh, performing at his residency at the Blue Note. And that's one of the most world-renowned jazz clubs in, 
on this planet, let's just say. The Blue Note in the West Village is an icon. It's a historic landmark. And I had actually never been in there. I always wanted to. I mean, whether you are a fan of jazz and the genre uh, or you absolutely hate it, you cannot deny that this building has such history. And, uh, and so I was all pumped up and excited. A bunch of us from dinner head over to the Blue Note to go take in this, uh, this concert by this extremely esteemed, wildly famous Grammy Award winning musician who was such a sweet individual. It was actually really wonderful having that pre-chat at dinner so that you don't go into this event, you know, feeling like anything more than you're hanging out with friends. Uh, I take in the amazing concert. We're having some fabulous drinks. The room is packed. There's silver tinsel hanging down from the ceiling. The jazz set has been going for about two hours straight and everyone is feeling all the intensity of that countdown looming. The front man, the man whose show it is, the man of the evening, the incredible legend that he was is standing on stage, uh, spotlit beautifully in a blue, blue gel, let's say. There was a blue light in uh, his lovely like white sort of silver tux shining. I just want to give you guys all the details because I want you to see this fantasy. It was this epic. The countdown happens. I'm sitting at my table in the audience thinking, I'll kiss the strangers next to me, the, the acquaintances next to me. Countdown is happening. We're doing the 10, the nine, the eight, seven, six, five. We get to five. And at this point, you kind of have to accept that look around the room. This is where you're going to say happy new year. These are the people you're going to be with. And right as we get past five onto the four, I'm not joking. He steps off stage. The man himself steps off stage with his trumpet in his hand. And he walks over to Laura Desiree and he lifts her by the hand. And as we come to the one Happy New Year. He lands a kiss on me. And um, that was insane. The entire room erupted. I mean, it, it just felt like one of those moments that someone would photograph and it would make the history books forever. I mean, it probably looked messy and dim lit and uh, a little bit sweaty and drunken. But <laughs> to me, it was, it was a, a, a powerful moment. So that would be a wild New Year's Eve story for me. And uh, it, was, it was just such fun. And I love, I've said this before, I love feeling like I'm in a movie. It sets incredibly impossible expectations for anyone I'm going out with or anyone I'm in a relationship with. I love feeling like I'm in a cinematic moment. And that was a cinematic moment. I mean, they don't be, they don't become more cinematic than having, you know, the, the, the man of the night, of the hour, of the West Village step down and, and land one on you for New Year's. So at that point, I was thinking 2020 is gonna be so badass. 2020 is gonna be the year for me. And how many of us feel foolish now for having that reaction, so. It's okay, guys. 2021 is going to be our year. Uh, next one here. Do you prefer the glitz and glamour of a black tie New Year's Eve, or are you more of a smoke weed and order food person? Again, I'd be lying if I said I didn't insist upon the glamour of New Year's Eve. I love a New Year's Eve party. 
I really do. I mean, everyone's drinking champagne, which in itself is such a, a sassy and sophisticated beverage. It kind of beckons for uh, your finest couture, your finest ensemble. And clearly I brought mine today. I'm feeling uh, a little bit dynasty and incredibly fabulous, a little La Isla Bonita, but uh, I wanted to celebrate. And maybe you're having a New Year's Eve party of your own right now. Um, so I do like the glitz and glamour. I always order uh, an Uber Black on New Year's Eve. I, I go all out. It's ridiculous. I've, I've ordered limousines in the past because I, I can't help myself. It's just so much fun. Who doesn't love that? And, uh, and everyone's always in this adventurous mood of let's just live it up as if it's the last day on earth. It's the last night. We don't know if there's going to be a next year. Maybe it's because maybe all of this excitement and this romanticism I put around New Year's Eve, it might be having lived through Y2K. Uh, if any of you were around for the 1999 to 2000 moment, that famous Y2K experience, you know what it's like to have such a buildup for New Year's Eve. You know, like we didn't know if the world was going to explode. We really had no idea what was going to happen. People were thinking, you know, computers were going to grow arms and legs and strangle the humans. Like we, we didn't know what was going to happen. People were stocking up like it was doomsday. So living through that might have set the bar super high for me to have this adventure unfold on New Year's Eve. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe I'll grow tired of it one day and I will become that person that orders an insane, you know, uh, uh, Chinese food spread and watches the ball drop in Times Square. Who knows? I've also done that before. There was a year that I, I set out with my father and my sister to go stand in Times Square for the ball drop. And anyone who's seen it, it looks like so much fun, right? I mean, maybe not. Maybe you do see the truth of it, that people are herded in like human cattle and that they put these barriers around you and you better have peed before you got in because if you leave, you can't come back kind of thing. Like, that's really it. Um, that was a horrible year for New Year's Eve. I've never been so cold, so crowded, and uh, so stiff in the bones. I mean, you got to just lock your knees and stand there from 8 p.m. onwards. There were people there much earlier too. And, and even getting there at 8 p.m., I'm pretty sure we were still like five or six blocks from the ball. So I would not recommend that. I know it's not happening this year, but in future years, you don't need to do it. Can I just make that clear? You do not need to see the ball drop in Times Square. It will do nothing for you. I can promise you that. Uh, so don't waste your time with it. It's better on TV. Uh, here's one. What's something you're glad to leave in 2020? Uh, anxiety, 100%. Uh, and what's something I'm glad to leave in 2020? I would love to leave the news of the world. Um, you know what I mean by this, right? It's been such a traumatic year. We're all trauma bonding. You know, all of us can agree that it's been one hell of a wild ride. I would love to see the headlines start to shift 
and be full of positive acts of kindness, uh, beautiful moments of inspiration, and wonderful human feats that we need to applaud. I really would. And of course, that's the wish on everyone's mind, right? I'd love to see less of the, the fear, less of the heartache, less of the wrongdoings. Can we leave that in 2020? Is that possible? I'd really love to do it. Uh, next one here and our last question of the uh, episode today. What single thing do you need to do more of in 2021 to feel more productive in how you manage your time? Uh, get my sleep schedule back on track. You feel me? You guys want to start waking up at a, a proper time? I would love that because if one thing got really fucked up for me personally in 2020, it was the sleep schedule. I mean, working from home, how many of you decided yeah, I'll do a little work in the morning. I'll sign on to that morning Zoom meeting, but then I'm gonna take five hours in the middle of my day to watch some, some trash, to binge watch Love Island. You know what I mean? This is what happened a lot in 2020 for me. And uh, then you start working into the evening, your dinner schedule, your eating schedule just goes out the window. You don't know when you go to sleep. There were many nights that I decided at 1 a.m. I was feeling my most productive. And I know that it led to the anxiety, the psychosis, and uh, the, the absolute desperation of it. So I'd like to get that back on track. I'd love to get that, that determination to get a good night's sleep back on track. And uh, just pray for me on that. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to be turning off my phone, putting that on do not disturb, airplane mode, whatever it takes. Uh, so that's my, that's my New Year's Eve, everybody. This is how I'm going to be spending it. Um, I think I have dinner reservations. I think that I have a, a six o'clock dinner reservation, but after that, I have no idea. I'll probably be walking one of the streets of Manhattan because I'm here uh, for the holidays. I'll probably be walking and looking in shop windows uh, with a bottle of champagne under my arm. So if you're out there, hey, maybe we'll toast to each other. Hope you all enjoyed uh, today's episode. Thank you for sending in these questions. Thank you for uh, listening to the show in 2020. This was a wonderful development and a great project that really got me through a fucked up year. And uh, it was great reading your responses, uh, getting your messages and your, your, all your comments. So please continue doing that and sending them over. And let's just say you might not have a physical New Year's kiss this year but I've got one for y'all, right? So here it is, ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Oh. How's that? I try not to tongue on New Year's Eve, not, not at the countdown kiss. But there you go, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and please stay, uh, Stay with your ear to the tracks because we've got an incredible year rolling out of fabulous guests, incredible conversations, and we'll be getting back into the studios as soon as we can. So hang tight and hang on and join me next time for Licked and Loaded. Putting an end to 2020, I'm Laura Desiree and we will see you next time. Happy New Year, everybody.